This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Touchdown. Vershawn Jackson, number 34, gets the touchdown. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Terrell Farley. Defending Terrell Farley. Who last week in his first start was a holy terror. Number 43. And Jake Bakoven. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Powered by Bauer. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Gia, it's me. It's that guy. It's that man. It's the black shirt. And I'm at the ticket, 93.7. I'm with Fox. And the captain might not be with us today. We'll see how it goes. But it's Monday. Madness Monday. A lot of stuff went on this weekend, Bach. We got the Lakers. We got Boston. We got a commitment. We got everything. I got the top five coaches who won't win a national title. I'm not saying ever. It's just the article I read it from. Oh, okay. But we're going to do that later <laughs> on in the day. So, Bach. Tell me something. How was your weekend? Hey, weekend was pretty good. Celebrated my dad's birthday, so it was always exciting to do that. Um, and most importantly for Nebraska fans, of course, it didn't take long for the Daniel Kalen decommitment to turn into a commitment. I thought the video that he put out, uh, uh, fantastic, just kind of going through his timeline as a Husker, going to Husker games. I mean, it really, I mean, that's a really good way to kind of connect yourself to the fans, you know, put yourself in the position that they're in. Uh, and a good reminder that there are kids out there. There are, uh, you know, potentially young people out there uh, still with the dream to go to Nebraska. We always talk about all these kids these days. They don't. They didn't watch you guys play back in the day. They don't. They hardly know about Indomit and Sue playing back in the day. There are still kids out there that grow up here in Nebraska, go to the games, and 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 want to go to the university and play football for the Huskies. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good thing. But I got some questions. I got some questions. I want to. I, I want you to answer for me about this young man. Mm. And I, I seen his stats, so let's 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 go with what you know so far. Yeah. So his stats last year, of course, his junior season. He'll be going into his senior season this year. Which, by the way, that will be cool. You know, you don't often get a chance. Um, you know, we had Heinrich Harburg a couple years ago, but you know that was a different. I, I kind of like the Class A action here, and especially with his teammates there, it'll be fun to see what he does the senior season. But his junior season uh, threw for almost thirty-two hundred yards, three thousand one hundred eighty-six on about sixty-four percent completion rating. Um, almost 300 yards per game, 36 touchdowns, and seven picks. Uh, of course, as I was mentioning, he also has a star-studded uh, cast to throw to, Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris, who broke all sorts of wide receiver records last year. Um, so, I mean, he's got a good team. He's got, got a good pair to go through, and uh, hopefully, you know, obviously – that the, the peer recruiting can work well there. We think of peer recruiting usually as texting, you know, DM, DMing guys. He's going to be in the locker room with those guys. Maybe can uh, get Nebraska, uh, the, the whole group there, which would be very impressive considering a couple weeks ago and even, you know, and when Matt Rule took over, this Bellevue West crop, it looked like, you know, you might go through and, and not get a one of them. Yeah, yeah, it looks like that for a minute. But is, is, is this a panic job that they did after not getting right Riola is this a is is this was a must that we went and got a kid uh I know we missed out on the Flores kid which is which some thinks he's better than the other kid Zane, but yeah. 
I don't think he's going to decommit from Ohio, um, Oklahoma State. Was this a panic job for Nebraska, or how do you see them um, flipping back to somebody they didn't recruit? Well, they did. I mean, it was one of the the only other guys that we knew that they did give an offer to. So, I mean, there it was a. I mean, this was a weird recruiting. Uh, story because I mean obviously had to go all in on on Dylan Riola Nebraska where Georgia and USC could flirt with other quarterbacks and and not put all their eggs in one basket Nebraska is just in a position where that would probably going to be their best bet moving forward with with Dylan Riola Um, obviously that came to a, a close here within the last week and you just have to really give Ryan Day a lot of credit because you know, typically, and, and I, I didn't know. I don't. I, you know, I'm not knowing. You know, how much Daniel Kalen loved the University of Nebraska, loved uh, the team growing up, and, and all that. Um, you know, you typically figure a competitive athlete. You know, unless you hear otherwise, might be turned off by that sort of thing. So it's kind of just a really impressive job by Matt Rule and staff. I don't see this as as a panic button or anything like that. I see this as great execution. Um, being put in in a difficult spot where you had to put basically all your eggs in the basket to try to get uh, Dylan Raiola and being being able to less than a week after that get a guy not just get a guy get a guy that to decommit from where he had been uh, planning on going and peer recruiting and you know it was visible on Twitter he was he was Missouri he was ready to roll. Uh, and you know, and, and it really just kind of comes down to, and you never know. I mean, if he would have got higher end offers, maybe would have went somewhere else too. But you know, it, it it came down to his dream school offering, and and getting back in, into contact with him, and it didn't take long for him to decommit. So I see this as, as a huge. A uh, huge win for the Nebraska program uh, for Daniel Kalen. I mean, this is a guy that projects to be a Power Five starter. Um, that's why they're after him. He's he's not. You know, this isn't just a, a scholarship to an in-state kid. That's just a nice thing to do, and so you get somebody. <laughs> this is a legit uh, guy that people want. So it, it it really is impressive. You know, you you don't. I don't get too excited about any one recruit anymore because if you follow recruiting, you know, you never know. A sure thing is never a sure thing. But um, as far as the quarterback position, we know how important that is. We know how the room seemingly a little bit unstable with, with three quarterbacks there. No future plans at, immediate after Dylan Raiola uh, decides to go to Georgia. Just excellent job recovering very quickly and getting the guy. And, and, and maybe, again, this is – Helping to Nebraska fans is is there's not a whole lot of names you know right because Nebraska just hadn't been flirting with a whole lot of guys so this was a name that you know so it's not just hey oh there's this guy let's look him up see what this is about all right let's learn about him um, this is a name that Nebraska fans know and Nebraska fans love to give guys a shot that are in state and you're not going to often have it's it's great that they had Zane Flores it's and now it's great that they have uh, Daniel Kalen but there's not often power five level quarterback. Uh, going playing in the state of Nebraska. Hopefully that changes down the line. But you got to take advantage. I mean, to go to go zero for two on that, um, regardless of whatever position your quarterbacks were in, back to back years would I think would be seen as a miss. Unless I mean, obviously, unless you get Dylan Raiola. So here's my question, though. I mean, what what happens to the kid from Pennsylvania now? He's he's out of the fold in that. He's probably uh, yeah. Um, the other, you know, I I don't know. I'll have to, you know, I'd ask somebody that's a little bit more in the know, but I would say um, you don't necessarily. I mean, maybe they want a two quarterback class. You know, I don't know how much, how big they want the quarterback room. If I was them, 
Uh, I think you've got your your guys on campus that you like. This is your uh, your freshman class. Um, you know, and sometimes you don't want to like challenge Jeff Sims if you bring in a transfer. But I would leave room for something happens with Jeff Sims because even still, if something happens with Jeff Sims. Do you want to throw Daniel Kalen in as a true freshman? Do you, uh, you know, how much are those? Oh, those... I'm going there, Bob. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, going to give you, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you so much tough questions on this kid right here, <laughs> and my next one is going to be the biggest one. Oh, okay. Now, uh, yeah. Now you got a kid who 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 throws for four thousand yards, twenty some touchdowns. Okay, you you have a school which in a new offense we have. This is a run heavy offense, so. How do that kid that throws for 4,000 yards fits into this run-heavy, uh, how would we say it, veer offense or mm. or what they call that, RPO offense? Yeah. How does he fit? Do you have to let Jeff – I mean, like we obviously know Jeff Sims is going to start for two years. But after that, do you go back? Do you tell the lineman, hey, we're going to scrap all this blocking out we taught you? And we're gonna go back to past land. I'm not. I'm, I, I, that is an interesting part of this because whether it was Dylan Raiola or Daniel Kalen, they are pro style quarterbacks. Now Kalen um, had 175 yards total, I think, rushing last year. So he's not, you know, he's not an absolute not statue, a not a runner. You know, not that's that's not near, you know, six or seven hundred yards until you can move around a little bit. So he's not, he's not a big time runner. Um, you also kind of wonder about. Not him in particular. I just wonder if they're going to add weight to him because he's 6'3", 195. You know, you kind of think of, of going through the uh, Big Ten. High school, 215, two 220. Yeah, I mean, and that's a pretty good-sized quarterback. Um, so maybe could withstand some hits if you want to make him more of a runner. Um, I think they're, you know, obviously looking for a passer first and then what you can kind of do in the in the ground game can can elevate, can help that. Um, but I don't think I, – I don't know. It, it's, it's not – We'll see with Matt Rule. It's not like he is has an offense um, that has been known, him or Satterfield, to be this just run-dominating offense. We They've said that's what they're going to do. We we like that idea, so I think we kind of run with it in the offseason. And I think they inherited a team, at least in the running back room, that, that gives you a little bit of a chance to do that. I mean, if you've if you got a troublesome offensive line, it's hard to really have a, you know, one way or another. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to block. So, you know, outside of that, I'm not saying they inherited a perfect offense just to grind down the Big Ten. I, I think that that's what they want to do. I think that there are different ways to do that. The fact that they're they're going after pro style quarterbacks, I think, should let you know that their their offense isn't going to be completely predicated on the quarterback run game. Or if it is with Jeff Sims, it's dependent on the quarterback. But I, yeah. I think they believe they can get stuff done, and they've done they've shown it in the past. You know, whether at Baylor at Temple, there were times where they had a quarterback threat on the ground game. There were times when they didn't. Marcus Satterfield last year was uh, was Spencer Rattler. He's not a he's not a running back. No, threat. no, 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 he's not. A he's runner. got a big arm. Yeah. So that's what they use. So I think it's more about just kind of using what you have. Um, you know, if they do go to a, kind of a run heavy set and and in in you know the the quarterback running game is is a big part of that but i think if you if you have a pocket quarterback you know you can get back into your play action passes use them at times for uh runs here or there that that are more more of a surprise so it would change the offense but i i think that they are um trying to make a program that is ad- adoptable to change um 
but again, it's 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 interesting because you are reading the tea leaves as it goes on to yeah. see what this is. We don't know exactly what the offense looks like, and we don't know what it will look like with a different quarterback other than Jeff Sims. But to me, this shows they're not a f- they're not completely bought in on only having a ground dominating quarterback. Well, here's my question. Not my question, but my theory to this is that you get Malachi Coleman, you get the Dolph kid from Omaha, which is a receiver, isn't he? He can Who- run. Who's this? Is it the Dolls? The the one who's recruited? I forgot what school, but he's a receiver too coming okay. in. You got three, oh, Jaden Dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaden Dolls. You got three receivers coming in this year, okay? You got a quarterback that runs. But, but let's say you get all of these receivers. Now you got your passing quarterback. In the future, I see the offense flops a little mm-hmm. to more of a, a pass-happy offense. Not pass-happy, but pass-dominant with mm-hmm. all the receivers we're getting. Yeah, and, and it is one of those things where, you know, do you run to set up the pass? Do you pass to set up the run? It can just change, uh, and, and that's what I like. You know, ultimately that's what you want, consistency throughout the program and just, you know, we always talk about this, you know, when you when you replace a player. Um, you're not going to replace that exact guy. So you talk about trying to um, replicate whatever it was that Casey Thompson brought to you with Jeff Sims. Well, Jeff Sims is a different quarterback, so he's not going to be able to do everything that Casey Thompson could do, but he can do things that Casey Thompson couldn't do. So, you know, you just kind of have to change your your offense to that. And I think that's kind of the same thing going off track a little bit here, but when you talk about like a Nebraska basketball and a Derek Walker, and it, you know, it's easier to kind of uh, think about when you're, I guess, thinking about basketball because there are so many different ways and skill sets to play a different position. Nebraska doesn't have to go out and find somebody that does, that plays in the mold of Derek Walker. That they they need a big they they went out and got them but they're not they're not the same type of players and I think in the future rather than just sticking to okay now that Jeff Sims is gone we need somebody that looks and does everything exactly like Jeff Sims have your offense be able to adapt because it's going to be hard to get those guys um, with with such similar skill sets even as your backup so if somebody goes down that's kind of like you know Kansas State last year Adrian Martinez. It's different than Will Howard. So they yeah. change their offense a little bit when Adrian yeah. Martinez goes out. And, and that goes the same for uh, the 94 Huskers. You yeah, know, absolutely. Once you go from Tommy, then you go to Brooke. Brooke is, Brooke is big enough to take the punishment from running, but he's more polished as a passer than Tommy was. So it's flip-flop with the same thing with Tommy. Now, Brooke brought a different element to the game than Tommy brought, and Tommy brought a different element. So, you, you, you know, you, you mash that together and you change things up. Nebraska didn't change up anything, really. They just did a, a play-action pass with Brooke or they'll do a, a, a option pass. So, yeah. you know, we didn't really have a big playbook of passing. But, you know, you got the same thing. You got both people who can – both quarterbacks who can lead the team down the field and put points on the board. Yeah, I, I that and, and hopefully Nebraska gets that way. Obviously, it would be great to have Brooke and Tommy type of situation at Nebraska. I don't know, um, you know, how, how soon Nebraska is to that. But, um, again, I think with Matt Rule – um, do you know getting this 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 big commitment in Daniel Kalen? Uh, it 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 just it helps in a lot of different ways as far as your belief in this program. And obviously, it's all going to come down to the football field. We talk about coaches winning the offseason all the time, um, but the way you win the offseason, it you know can be a little bit different. I just love what he's done, and and I loved how he came through this quarterback chase. You. I, you had to go all in on on, on Dylan Ryle. You're not going to get the chance to get the number one quarterback in the country very often. 
And so they did. And to be able to to navigate that with knowing that you didn't have a great chance of getting him, they don't end up getting him, um, but able to come out the other side of it with your number two option. Yeah. Now, speaking of um, quarterbacks, uh, Logan Smothers graduated this weekend. Oh, yeah. Still haven't found a home yet. What's the word on him? Have you heard anything that's possibly a – with him coming back or because I, I, I deeply feel inside that if Logan Smothers returns to Nebraska, he will be the number two quarterback. Yeah, I think that he would too. And, and so I think he just has to kind of decide if, if that's what he wants to do. Um, obviously graduating helps, uh, you know, he can kind of close this chapter of his life if he wants to. And, um, Having done so, feeling like he's accomplished what you know partially what he wanted to get here done here. I know he wanted to play more football, but um, to graduate, you know, that's a huge thing. Um, I haven't heard anything more. I mean, obviously, Matt Rule said that that when Casey was in the portal, when Logan was in the portal, they're they're allowed to go out there and shop and would be welcome to return. Uh, Casey found his shopping; he got it done. Um, you know, Logan not quite yet. Again, with the timing of it. I thought I always kind of felt that Logan maybe could go and play somewhere in the MAC or somewhere like that and get a pretty good chance to start. Um, but having gone through spring ball and waiting through spring ball to transfer, he almost has to be somewhat of an emergency plan coming off of an injury, uh, and that can be intriguing to somebody out there. I'm not I'm not saying, but it does it it is limiting uh, kind of his his upside or it's 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 not exactly the perfect time for him. It's kind of like Blake Corum, the Michigan running back. He was he was told by Jim Harbaugh, "Go ahead and go pro." And he's thinking, "Yeah, but I'm injured. I don't get to go to the NFL combine. I know my stock's going to take a hit." Um and it and it and it did. And it has. Um obviously he's one of the great, you know, you're going to think of as as a great running back returning to college, but he wanted he wanted to be full go going into the NFL draft. Logan Smothers is not full go healthy going did he, did he into go? the transfer portal. No, Blake Corbin's coming back. He Ooh. decided to come back. Um, so um, that's kind of where they got, where they got a pretty good backup too. So, Oh yeah. Donovan Edwards. They're, yeah. they're loaded. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, how, how people kind of perceive them and perceive what's going on there. I love that Nebraska is kind of getting back to power football or at least thinking about it because for years and years, it was kind of thought, well, that stuff's, you know, you just can't keep up with the speed of Ohio State and, and all this. And Michigan, over the last couple of years, they're not they're not some flashy, you know, big-time, uh, you know, spread RPO offense all the time. Um, they're running downhill at you a lot. Yeah. And, and so I love to see that return to, to dominating the Big Ten. I don't know, you know, people will say maybe there's a ceiling on that, maybe when you get to the playoffs, you know, kind of what we said about Wisconsin for all those years – yeah, it's great to win nine or ten games, and if you have the Michigan type of program to get that type of talent, you can maybe do a little bit more than that as Michigan's doing. It can't get you over the top. I believe it can at some point, and you know you can have this power versus speed conversation, and it's it's really blending the two, obviously, when you're at a place yeah. like Michigan. But to to really embrace that power, um, I, I I think that that's kind of the blueprint. Uh, once again, I always talk about a blueprint that Tom Osborne laid out. Nebraska's gotten away from the blueprint. That's closer to the blueprint well, that I want to see return well, to Nebraska. You, you you can't play caveman football anymore. I try to tell Vashon this all the time. You can't go back to the option. You know, you, yeah. first of all, you don't have the players for it. There's not a quarterback out there like Tommy Frazier or Brooke who can read that stuff. You don't have the great offensive linemen like we used to like we used to have. Now you got great backs, but as a complete team, you don't have the 
you won't have the overall the overall success that Coach Osborne had with running the option. Now, power football, we can run. We got to teach these guys how to be more physical. We got to get, you know, this this off season right here. Not this off season. This summer right here means more to these kids than they ever would know. Because first of all, you got a new coaching coming in. And if you come in and if you do the things right in summer and you have the right attitude coming in in fall camp, then this team will win some games. Now, if you now if they don't believe, then then it's a different story. But they gotta fall, they gotta stay here, and this is what a big stay here. You know, go home for two weeks, come yeah. back, get your things together. Let's get ready for football. Yeah, especially you know for those that graduated. I mean, that's uh, you see Nick out there; he's fishing. Yeah, you celebrate a little bit. Yeah, that's no, some of the, <laughs> some of the, some of the young guys get to move out and get them an apartment or a house. Oh yeah, get your roommates and get your stuff out. Get off campus. There's a lot of exciting stuff yeah, going on for college. Like, yeah, college time's a great time to be alive. Just gotta gotta focus on football too. All right, this is the ticket. We're powered by Bauer. This is the ticket, 93.7 on the black shirt, Terrell Farley, and I'm with Bach. And we'll be back.